Hi, I'm Jessica Rednicki with Reynolds & Reynolds. Welcome back to Connected. Today, I'm speaking with Brad Schaefer, Director of Recontract, about why you shouldn't neglect your vehicle reconditioning process. Let's get connected. Hi, Brad. Welcome to Connected. Thank you for being here today. Jessica, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Brad, you're here to talk to us today about reconditioning. So what's the deal? What is so important about giving this process more attention and why now? Well, why now is there's a massive shortage of used cars in our country right now. So globally, really, I mean, uh, COVID has really caused some crazy things to go through uh, the automotive industry, one of which is a lack of inventory. So, you know, I'd like to say that, you know, histor you know that it, it's COVID's fault, but historically you're going to see massive trends in the used car industry where they swing swing highs and lows and a lot of times that's calendar year related but other times it's reasons like uh, covid or tsunamis and things like that that can cause these massive swings so you know why now i guess i mean we've really emphasized the uh reconditioning loss of uh, money because of the inventory that we have every car is is valuable to get to the front line fast so you know i don't know that people give enough emphasis on you know how much money they're truly losing with a holding cost of 30 to 40 dollars a day per vehicle if they really do the math it's super important to get these cars frontline ready if you give me a customer that has 200 cars in inventory i can show them a 200,000 dollars a month or year swing if we can just improve their frontline uh, readiness by just two days yes and how, so you mentioned that with manufacturers, you know, slowing down the production of new, new cars, how does that affect the process and efficiency issues in the dealership of used cars, right? They have to get these out faster. So how, how, is, how does this all kind of uh, tie together? How does this play, play together? You know, shortages is, is uh, shortages are across the globe right now. I don't know if you've tried to buy a washer or a dryer or a refrigerator. I mean, everything is shortage. Due to, the, due to the people and the products that it takes to, to build these things. So used cars is no different. Um, one of the biggest things right now, I mean, before COVID, uh, it, was, it was technician shortages massively across the country. Uh, UTI estimated prior to COVID about 450 technicians short uh, needed in the United States, which is a massive number. Now, Expedite, and now, now that we've got uh, the, now that we've got the shortage in vehicles and the shortage in technicians, it's so important to get these cars uh, to the front line faster. It's really uh, created an, a need for efficiency. So, getting these cars to the front line quicker uh, has never been more important. Well, I am definitely convinced, uh, you know, that getting these used cars turned faster and getting them reconditioned quicker is something that I shouldn't forget about. But what do, I, what do I do about that now, right? So I'm a dealer. What are the signs that I'm doing something wrong or the signs that I should be doing something differently? I can think of two or three very important, obvious things. So you can't track what you don't, you can't fix what you don't track, right? That's, that's a saying we've heard forever and it's very true, right? So if you don't have a computer generated report that has, uh, that has factual data to give you that information you're doing something wrong if you're taking the word of the internal manager the used car manager on your cycle time um, you're doing something wrong because we need to have factual data that is computer driven that shows us the metrics where our problems at throughout the process every car is different 
every business is different in how they process those cards. It's a complex world. It's a complex business. So you need to be able to, to, to have reports that show you where to uh, improve it. So, I mean, I'm going to put on my retail hat. I spent 25 years in retail and I got to tell you, I, I got asked all the time by, by the general manager, Hey, what's your cycle time? How far, how fast are these things getting to the front line? And I don't know that I really wanted to make up a number, but I did. I did because there was no, there was nothing to show me what the cards were were taking to get from front line uh, to the. You know, we we created estimates and we went from there. So, another area is is how much wasted time it is finding statuses of vehicles. If you're having to get out of your chair every time and go find uh, the status of a car, if you have a customer that calls in a car. People don't do the math on how much time it's, is wasted uh, consistently over and over and over uh, by the service manager, the service advisor, maybe a technician, just finding out where that car is. So if you don't have a way to track every car in the process, you're doing something wrong. And then another area is if you have one person that manages your process and that person is gone, that's not a good business plan. I mean, if that person leaves the company, um, Maybe they got COVID over the last year, right? I mean, what did that do to your business when that person was out for an extended period of time and things stopped? So that's a problem in used car world. If that person goes to lunch or if they're they're off or they leave, um, that's a problem. So you need to be able to produce cars when the technician wants to fix them and when the detailer wants to work on them. You need to have a process in place that can make that happen. Sure. Now you mentioned, it's funny that you mentioned, so the first sign of knowing some, that you're doing something wrong is, you know, not having an accurate way to track where the vehicle is at. And I talked to a dealer recently, actually, who said that they could have sworn up and down that the bottleneck in their recon process was in the parts department. They thought, you know, getting parts ordered, getting parts in, that's what was taking so long. But actually, they discovered um, with this tracking tool, with an automated tracking system, that the bottleneck was actually in getting the work approved by a manager. So it's it's funny that you mentioned those signs, and I definitely think that it's something that every dealer should be looking for because it may not be, you know, where you think it originally is, the, the problem in your process. Um, but it definitely sounds like, Brad, if you have this sort of tool and you you can accurately identify where those issues are, it makes it a little bit easier. So thank you for diving into those. Um, now, if I'm a dealer, how should I go about solving these issues and getting a more efficient recon reconditioning process? So you mentioned accurate tracking, having a tool. Can you go a little bit deeper into that for me? Uh, well, obviously I'm a big fan of recon track, but I will tell you, you know, switching back to the retail world, I couldn't imagine doing, uh, doing reconditioning without some system in place, right? The software alone, is never going to fix a problem, but if it's run, for, if it's used properly, it will certainly help automate the process, give you the reports and the data that you need to help uh, improve your process all around. So, I mean, thinking back, I mean, 15 years ago, could you know we had? To, could you imagine today uh, not having a CRM in place or a parts stocking tool in place? I mean, 15, 20 years ago, these were all manually done by paper. Um, and then, you know, slowly but surely, they just became a way of the world. I think if we look forward in 10 years, we're not going to be able to understand how we ever uh, tried to manage such a complex business of body shop repairs, wheel repairs, vendor management. Uh, oh, and there's also the mechanical brakes and, and, and you know, belts and, and pieces of the recon. But, you know, there's, there's tools now that can help you with this uh, complex world. And um, I highly recommend uh, at least looking deeply uh, into that part of the business. 
Yes. Um, and just like the CRM, you know, through that process of collecting customer data, reconditioning is something that touches almost every single department in a dealership from parts, service to sales. Um, so you really have to have that kind of system um, to improve that process. But I think with that, it's it sounds like a a job that you can take on. Um, so Brad, I want to thank you today for sharing your tips and your insights on reconditioning. Um, before we wrap up today, is there anything else that you want the audience to take away? I mean, sit down and take a good hard look at your reconditioning process. I mean, really, if you can't come up with the metrics to show you where your problems are, again, you need to take a deeper dive. I mean, take a hard look. Uh, and I think if you really focus and put some attention in this part of your business, not only will the profits, uh, bottom line profits, your the, the craziness of this business will improve. But I mean, you're going to look back in a few years and go, how the heck did we get this done uh, over four days? I mean, it, it, it can be done. Um, the holding cost is very expensive on this uh, part of your business, and uh, it's worth taking the time to invest in. I don't know about you, but if I'm a dealer, four days sounds pretty good to me for a turn time. <laughs> well, fantastic, Brad. Thank you so much for hopping on today and taking the time to speak with us. Thank you for having me, Jessica. Have a great day. You too. Brad provided some great insight into why the reconditioning process shouldn't be left unattended or unsupported. Before we hop off, just a quick reminder, you can watch or listen to past and future podcast episodes on YouTube or Apple and Spotify podcasts by searching for The Connected Podcast. Subscribe on these channels to get notified every other Wednesday when new episodes are released. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you in two weeks.